Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 70 of Generation GC. Harlow's song from Cardiology, Good Charlotte's fifth album released in 2010. My guest today is Sadie Sanchez once again, and as always, I'm Molly Huddleston, and I'm your host, as well as the producer, creator, and editor of this show. On our last episode, we talked about where would we be now from Good Morning Revival. On July 7th, our bonus episode will be coming to you on something that is not a Good Charlotte studio album track. And then our next regular episode will come to you July 21st, and we'll be talking about a song from Youth Authority. As a reminder, the schedule for Generation GC has changed, um, releasing new episodes every other week. So they're going to be coming to you two weeks apart, and bonus episodes will also slot into that rotation, which is pretty cool because now I'll be able to tease and announce the bonus episodes um, instead of doing the surprise drop. And I also just want to say thank you to everyone who has listened to the show, who continues to support the show. 70 episodes is just absolutely incredible. I mean, you could listen to a new episode of Generation GC every day for 10 weeks straight. You could listen to it all day, every day at work, and that would be like two weeks straight. Um, we've got a lot of entertainment for you, and I have so many cool episodes planned, and it's just so much fun continuing to work on this show. Now a little about my guest today, Sadie. Sadie Sanchez is from Indiana, and she's loved Good Charlotte since she was 11 or 12 years old. She's now 28. She's made a lot of amazing friends because of the band. Um, I actually had photographed Sadie alongside past Gen GC guest Alyssa Gardner at Warp Tour in 2016. They were standing in the front row of Good Charlotte's set, and they had a sign that they were holding up that I was like, I have to take a picture of this. Sadie is a cosmetologist and she has two dogs. Her hobbies include crocheting and hanging out with her daughter. She also has a GC fam account on Twitter that she uses when the band is active. I also wanted to say that I love having guests from all around the world and from all different backgrounds represented on Generation GC. If English isn't your first language, that's okay. As long as you're comfortable holding a conversation in English, you're good to go. And I always send out notes in advance, so... You're not going to be put on the spot too much because I, I like to have an outline to uh, make sure both my guests and myself are prepared and comfortable going into the conversation. And by the way, different backgrounds doesn't just mean location or ethnicity. That means I want to see a very gender and sexuality representation. I want to represent fans of different ages, fans with their own unique life experiences of any sort. I, I don't know if there's anything in your life that has influenced how you how you move through the world anything that's impacted your experience being a GC fan hit me up I would love to have you on the show I, I want everyone listening to feel represented and I also want to continue mentioning blacklivesmatters.card.co antisemitism.card.co and anti-asianviolenceresources.card.co before we get to the episode, I just have one more note, and that is Generation GC stickers. They're here, they're sparkly, they're pretty darn cool. If you do want stickers, there's two things you can do. Number one, you can support the show on Anchor. Go to anchor.fm slash generationgcpod and click support. All that money helps me keep the show going. It helps me print and ship the stickers, but it also helps me buy equipment that I need. It helps me buy headphones, a laptop riser. It helps me buy notebooks and pens because sometimes I take notes on paper too. Um, and whatever you want to give makes a difference. It helps me out. Or you can make a charitable donation. Go to blacklivesmatters.card.co. Take a look at any of the orgs that are listed there, whatever you can afford to donate. 
And then you're going to send me a screenshot of your support of the show on Anchor or your charitable donation, as well as your mailing address, and I will send you stickers. Also, make sure you're following Generation GC at Generation GC Pod P-O-D, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, so that you can see what I'm up to, because sometimes I will post other ways that y'all can get stickers. Thank you for tuning in, and now on to episode 70. So, Harlow's song is track 10 on Cardiology, Good Charlotte's fifth album, released in 2010. Track 9 was Standing Ovation. Track 11 is Interlude, The Fifth Chamber. Clever title, by the way, on that one. Yeah. Fifth, you know, because yeah. the heart has four chambers. Um, it was not a single. I don't believe it was ever played live. Um, the album itself, I think, just credits Joel. I want to say just credits Joel as yeah. lyricist. YouTube credits Joel and Benji and Luke Walker as lyricists. Okay. Now, that's like an auto-generated thing. Um, so I don't know, like, the origins of Mm -hmm. that or why he was credited, like, per YouTube, but not on the album itself. But I, you know, I don't know. From the little I understand about songwriters, there's uh, all sorts of regulations on who is and isn't credited on a song. Mm -hmm. But, um, just fun facts about this Luke Walker guy. He is the in-house producer-songwriter for Pulse Recording, so he's worked with everyone from the Deftones, Alkaline Trio, From First to Last, and Sugar Ray. And he's also in the group's Start Trouble and the summer obsession with former GC drummer Chris Wilson. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't heard um, that name in a while. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) TBT. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, hasn't been played live, hasn't been played on the radio, so that's about it on, on stats for that one. Yep. Um, and we've got a lot to dive into, but Sadie, I want to help our guests get to know you. Okay. So, when did you first hear Good Charlotte, and what were your first <laughs> thoughts on them? Okay, so it's actually a really funny story. So, I don't know, I was maybe like... 10 or 11 and my best friend you know i would go over to her house all the time and we're still friends by the way she's still a gc fan and we were into like the pop music the backstreet boys britney spears and like one day i went over there and she was playing this music and i was like no no (laughs) we are not turning into this i hate it and then like i remember waking up to my dad's alarm every morning and he had it set on like a radio station, you know, the old mm-hmm. old alarm clocks. And I remember I would hear girls and boys on the radio and I was like, why, why am I hearing this everywhere? This is awful. <laughs> and then somehow your dad's alarm. Yeah. Cause he had it set to like when the That's alarm hilarious. would go off, it was playing like a radio yeah. station. Yeah, so yeah. I would hear it all the time. And then, She just kept playing this music. And eventually I was like, okay, I dig it. And here we are. Many, many years later. Well, I know the answer to this one, but I like to ask this anyway. Have you ever seen Good Charlotte live? Absolutely. Too many times to keep track of. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. um, 
it'll I'll I'll put it in the intro that I took that picture of you and Alyssa for sure. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I know. I'm so glad you found me because uh, I had been in t- I had stayed in touch with Alyssa here and there, and and with Kelly as well, who I also met that day. But mm-hmm. yeah, I guess it wasn't until recently that you and I reconnected on social media. So yeah, very exciting. Um, well, yeah. So that picture was taken in Indiana at Warp Tour. You are from Indiana. Yeah. So were did you grow up in Indiana? Yep. Born and raised. So were you able to see like a lot of concerts locally growing up or did you have to travel a lot? Because I know the Midwest is like sometimes sometimes you get stuff, sometimes you don't, sometimes yeah. stuff is just far away. I mean, yeah, we would have to travel. I mean, I live in a smaller town. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Indy is like an hour and a half away from me. You know, the major right. cities are pretty far, but it's not, you know, ungodly far. Yeah. But when you're a young kid with no driver's license, that becomes an issue. Right. You're, you're not. It, it's kind of hard to get mom and dad to drive you an hour and a half on a school night, I imagine. We did it. <laughs> we did it, though. But you did it. Well, that's awesome. Yep. Well, a- a you have a daughter. So mm-hmm. if you're comfortable sharing, how old is she? She is 12. She'll be 13 um, in October. So is she a fan of the band? Because I guess she would be about yeah. how old you were when you started getting into Good Charlotte. She is. She's heard it since she was in the womb. She wow. she likes it. She knows all the words. And she's never been to a Good Charlotte concert. But I think now she's at that age where it would be okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because so, she would have been, I guess, the last time they toured. She was about eight or nine. Yeah. Yeah, because the last time I saw them was in 2018 for the Gen yeah. RX tour in November. And I didn't take her because I was traveling around. I, I didn't stay local. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully one day she gets to go. Um, She will. She will. If she does, it'll definitely be a local show. And then I'll take her home and then continue following the tour after that. I I have to say, I I don't have children, but I have to say just one of my regrets is not traveling around more for Good Charlotte. Um, Yeah. Because as much as I have traveled for shows over the years, it's almost exclusively been shows that I was working. Mm -hmm. Um. So, but that's like, I, I think the one plus side, the the one realization I've come to over the past year is that that's like a priority is that I am going to travel more for shows that I just want to go to because why not? Yeah, it was hard and I've never done it, but I would do it again aside from that time. It was, it was pretty fun. I had a really good time. Yeah. It it sounds I mean it sounds like a great time going to Good Charlotte mm-hmm. just traveling why not yeah yep um I would just also love to know like what besides Good Charlotte like what are some of your daughter's favorite musicians like what does she like what are the kids like <laughs> nowadays well it's it's actually kind of funny she really she was into JoJo Siwa for a while you know because okay. she's a young girl but now that she's you know getting a little older and understanding that there's different music aside from <laughs> yeah. you know music like that she loves sublime i know that is really? crazy yep, okay. she's a sublime fan 
Huh. Yeah. I don't know many 12-year-old girls that are Sublime fans, but that's awesome. Yep. She's got many paintings around here in her bedroom, but of Sublime, she sits around and paints, so that's cool. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in terms of the artistic sense, I guess she takes after you in a sense, because you were telling me you like to crochet. Mm-hmm. Um which I, so I mostly knit and I would not say I am that highly skilled at knitting. Like I can knit, I can do like some basic cables and stuff. I've just recently started crocheting. Um, what What's your favorite thing you've made? Um, I don't make super big projects because I get bored, but my yeah, it's hard most to favorite to thing... It. I have crocheted my daughter. Her name is Michaela, by the way. I've crocheted her two or three like mallard ducks, like stuffed animals, and oh. she loves them. That's her favorite animal, so I had to do it for her. I love that. Yeah, I, I, my, I think my favorite animal is zebras, and I really want to yeah. learn. I, I want to get better at crocheting. Um, I tend to be very loose. Both in knitting. Oh my yeah. God, listeners, I wish you could see this. This is so cool. <laughs> um, I tend to be very loose in all my stitches, so I need to like get better at that so I can like make a, yeah. a, stuffed, a stuffed animal, a stuffed zebra, or like a teddy bear. You oh, really so cool. have to, it takes time to figure out your tension too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made some um, like fingerless gloves recently that I knit, and I went down one size in the needles that were recommended from the pattern and they were still too big. And I'm not sure if I am just knitting too loose or if my hands are just that small. (laughs) So (laughs) I got some, I got some more, some, some learning to do. Um, Just a couple more questions that I have for you before we dive into Harlow's song. Um, So I understand you're a cosmetologist. So what made you want to pursue that as a career? Well, I was the kid that all the girls would come over to my house to do their hair. So I've liked doing it, and I never thought I would pursue that, but here we are. Here we are. Mm Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, last question before we dive in to the song. Um, So this is a big question, and maybe we need to come back to it later. Um. You have a GC Fam Twitter account, so yes. What what is GC Fam to you? I think to me it is the fact that we are all just a big family. We yeah. all connect in that same way over the same band, and I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. I've definitely become much more privy to that community over the yeah. past year of doing the podcast, which has been really cool because for so long I like heard about it, but I didn't really know about it. Yeah. But now I get to like really see it and like really connect with more people, which is the coolest thing. It's probably one of the best things that has ever happened to me because nobody around here shares that same love for this band, you know? So. Yeah. yeah. Well, now you're you're connected with me and and people all over mm-hmm. the world, which is awesome. Yep. Well, let's talk about Harlow's song. 
So I, I, you know, again, I'm just, I'm so happy that we did connect after so long. Um, why did you want to talk about Harlow's song? Well, I can definitely relate to that song. So, I mean, Harlow and my daughter were born in the same year. So I was going to say, I'm doing the math in my head when you said she was 12. Yeah. Yeah. Like Harlow was born in January and my daughter was born in October the following year, you know, the same year. So I can definitely relate on that level with being a parent. Yeah. What was it like for you to hear like your favorite band sing about an experience, like such a personal experience that you were going through as they were also going through it for the first time with like being a parent and raising a child? It was very unreal. Like I felt like I was going through the same exact thing at the same time as them and I could love them even more for it. That's pretty cool. That's, that's, Mm -hmm. it's, I mean, we, we've talked with like other songs that have come out. People have shared and often the reason people want to talk about a song is Mm because it, it, the the timing just fits. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I feel like every album is like that for me. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what this song means. So I I guess I want to hear first what you think it means and then, I'll kind of share what I think it's about, and then we can dive into some of what the band has said. Well, I mean, just the lyrics and the whole song in general. I mean, until you're a parent, you don't know what that feels like. I mean, you can feel like that towards your animals or whatever else, but you just, it's something you don't experience until you experience it. Right. So I definitely relate to it on all levels. Yeah. I, I'm not a parent, right? So this Mm -hmm. is one that I don't relate to in that sense. Right. Like you can feel the love, right? I can feel Mm -hmm. the love. And I think for me, you know, this is, it's a lullaby basically, right? Like he, he's Mm -hmm. talking about watching his daughter go to sleep. I, I'm, you know, imagining, Oh, he's, he's, Talking her in bed and he's singing her a song and yeah. then he's, he's speaking he's, in the bedroom to make sure she's yeah. sleeping peacefully yep yeah oh you got bad dreams hey like i'm i'm right here daddy's right here and and yep. just talking about how proud he is and you know i've seen like some of my friends have started to have kids and i see it like just how much that like yeah changes them Completely. It really does. It really, really does. It's, it, I, I guess, like, I, I mean, in, in whatever ways you're comfortable sharing, like, how would you say having a daughter has changed you? And in, in however you're comfortable sharing. Well, I think for me, I mean, I had her young. You know, I was sure, 16 yeah. when I had her. And she has been nothing but by my side, you know it makes me just want to be a better person for her. You know, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have to grow up. And I know that sounds kind of terrible because I was so young, but that's the truth. Yeah. I, I have seen that with, you know, just other, other folks I've known that have had children maybe earlier than they Mm -hmm. planned that it kind of, it, it forces you to grow up in the most, 
extreme way because you can't be yeah. messing around anymore. No, you you really have to think about your decisions and how it's going yeah. to affect your child, whether it be in the present or in the future. Yeah. I mean, ev- everything, like from where are you going to live, mm-hmm. what job are you going to take? Yeah. Yep. Everything. Yeah, it's I I think about things with like as I you know my job is like nine to five right mm-hmm. okay but if I had a kid I would have to think about everything from is this job paying me enough to take care of the kid but also am I going to be able to afford childcare you know things yeah, like that and I will my job let me come in five minutes ten minutes late so I can take her to daycare like yep yeah. Um, one thing I'm curious about in this song in terms of like your own interpretation. So the line, I can't dream without you. Is that Joel saying that to Harlow or is that what he's imagining his daughter is saying to him? I really think it could go both ways. Yeah. But I think it's Joel saying he can't dream without her because it goes back to what we were just saying. It makes you double think your decisions. You know, he can't make the best decisions without her if it wasn't for her. So that's the way I interpret it. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's right. This song is a lullaby, but it's not just a lullaby. It's like, you are the light of my life. You're so important to me. Mm -hmm. You know, you, your existence is my dream and absolutely i i think like something that we often talk about with good charlotte is how like yeah they they wanted to be rich and famous right they wanted to be Mm -hmm. successful but i i think it was clear from the beginning that part of that was they wanted to take care of their family right absolutely and I, I i mean i don't know his finances but i imagine you know financially i would imagine that joel and nicole have no issues taking care of their children oh, as well no. as all the members of good charlotte i think they're i think they're <laughs> right. doing pretty well taking care of their children right mm-hmm. but it's it's i i don't know it's i i talk about it with such and i i have to be upfront i've had definitely mixed feelings over the years of like would i ever want to have children right Mm-hmm. Um, but it's very cool to just see that love and that care kind of come to life, I think. Yeah. In someone to see that expressed. I, I love the song. It'll never get old for me. So. Yeah. The, the timing, I mean, is, is, it sounds so perfect. For yeah. You. Yeah. It um, definitely worked out. Yeah, it's I, – I, I think this song, when I was, like, I would have been 19. Like, I just turned 19 when this album came out. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I didn't really know anyone that had kids, right? And I was, like – I was, like, what is this? Like, okay, this is, like, pretty. This is really right. sweet. But, like, what is this? Yeah, I want to hear the anthem. I don't want to hear this. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. I was like, I want to hear Counting the Days and Sex on the Radio. <laughs> I was like, you know, yep. Sex on the Radio, Last Night, Like It's Her Birthday. Maybe those are a little aligned with where I'm at. Um, but you can feel them mature. 
oh, as the so albums much. come out. So, so that's much. Awesome too. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it, it's a very, I think a nice kind of ending to, you know, I don't want to go into detail on it on this episode, but a nice kind of ending to, you know, a, a, an upbringing that maybe was not mm-hmm. so happy. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the arrangement of the song, like what I noted in my notes was just that it's very subdued. Like it feels very personal. Like, Mm-hmm. it wasn't really intended for the world to hear. So, like, I'm not surprised that this was never played live, right? Like, right. this is like a lullaby for his daughter that they happened to decide would go on the album. Um, uh, let's go over, I guess, what the band has said about the song. Okay. So, Benji did the track by track with Alt Press, and he said... When I first heard this song, I got choked up because I've seen how much my brother loves his kids firsthand. Originally, Joel wanted this song to be just for his daughter, but I insisted it go on the album. It's the rawest emotion I've seen from him in his songwriting in years. So he agreed. Now it's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. like Because I, I feel like there's a misconception that raw emotion has to be like pain or sadness. But like. Right. Raw emotion can also be just this vulnerability of saying how much you love and care for someone. I I agree with you on that. Benji also talked about this with Spin. He said that the most powerful lyrics are the ones that Joel wrote about his daughter on Harlow's song. Um, when Joel told me he was going to be a dad, I was psyched. Joel, he's the rock star. When you see Joel step on stage, he's born to be a rock star, but he's also the best father I know. That is so sweet. Yeah. Um, And then Joel talked about this with Pop Eater, which was a series from AOL. So the video itself is no longer on the internet, uh, but this is quote, this quote has been pulled and cited um, Celeb Magnet, Song Facts, I think a couple other sites uh, sourced this, you know, posted this Pop Eater interview included this quote. Um, Joel says that I've never written a song like that. It was pretty interesting. It's like a straight love song for somebody. It's a lullaby and it ended up being on the record. I've never really had the ability to write songs like that. So I guess my life has changed a lot. Absolutely. I mean, you think about it. Did they ever really have like a straight love song for somebody before this? Maybe. I guess it's how you interpret other songs off of other albums. Right. Because sometimes, you know, songs can, you can perceive them however you want. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely songs that are about relationships and stuff but like mm-hmm. i even so you haven't heard this yet but we have an episode coming up on seasons um and like i would say that's a love song i would say that not, too it, it's not like a love song in the way that this is i don't think no no i feel like seasons is like oh yeah i had a summer fling and then when i got cold she dumped me and you know now i have all these feelings yeah um, which is a very different 
kind of bonds than you would have with your child. Absolutely. Um, do you have any memories or like stories that you wanted to share about Harlow's song? Well, I mean, obviously, like when I heard it for the first time, I was really emotional because yeah. I can relate so bad on it. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, somebody put this song out and it happens to be my favorite band. And I mean, I don't know. It's just like, it's so overwhelming yeah. that I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like somebody took my feelings and put it out there for me. So wow. that's how I really relate to it. That's kind of like, that's, it's a very good feeling. Cause sometimes that's really hard to say what your feelings are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes I definitely experienced this in so many ways, hearing a song, hearing certain good Charlotte songs just will help you kind of put that to words. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I feel like you have kind of the extra special connection of like, not just the song came out at the right time, but like, no, literally the band was going through the same thing that you, you were experiencing yeah. at the same time as you were experiencing it. Mm-hmm. It's like I became a parent with them. Yeah. I got to, you know, do that chapter of my life with them and I still am. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I hope, that you know, Good Charlotte's able to tour again because I, I, I hope you're able. I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they will, but it, it, I, I just hope for you that you can bring your daughter to. Shows. I absolutely will. I can't wait for that day. I already have it all planned out. <laughs> well, so, well, so, well, tell us, tell us the plan. Well, here's the thing. I still want to be front row, but I'm gonna have to do it in a safe manner with her you know because i don't want her getting kicked in the head by moshers or crowd surfers or anything like that i mean i'll take the hit no problem you know i'm choosing to be there but i don't want her to have a bad experience but that's kind of the energy of it too that's kind of what makes it fun right well what would i'm trying to remember what did the poster say that you and Alyssa were holding oh my gosh it was a lyric from predictable it was that i've been waiting i've been searching oh yeah Yeah, i've been waiting i've been waiting for this yeah yeah because they were on that hiatus for the longest time so she came up with that (laughs) so clever well i'm i'm just thinking maybe you need to have a sign maybe that maybe that's your thing is you need to have a sign and say this is my 50th show her first something like that that would be cool that would be really cool i worked uh est fest machine gun cali's festival a couple years Mm ago and i ran into a girl who was pregnant and (gasps) she said she had like written like on her belly like mama's third baby's first Oh my gosh, that's cute. So cute. And it was it was like I don't know if you're an MGK fan, but Oh yeah. It was a it was a very like exciting and just very positive environment. Mm-hmm. It was a really really nice time. Um in terms of other good Charlotte songs this relates to, you know, obviously other ones about their kids. Um mm-hmm. standing ovation on this album. California the way I say I love you and cold song was also a song uh, mm-hmm. for Joel's kids. Can you think of any others specifically about their kids? Oh my gosh. I would really have to rack my brain. 
Because I was like going through it and I don't. And it's crazy because I don't think, I don't know, for me personally, I never thought of like cold song as a song. And I mean, I don't know, but in that moment for me, I was going through a really hard time. You know, my daughter's dad passed away. So that song really got me through, you know, the grieving process. So for me personally, I didn't associate that with that in that moment, but I can definitely see it. I know this because that I pulled that from an interview. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that Joel did, I want to say with a French website. Um, And he talked about how those were like really special to him because they were about his kids or like for his kids. I think that's a good song for kids though. I mean, yeah, you know, you're, you're not alone. If you're going through something, I'm right here, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it was, I like almost wish I could dive into this more, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, yeah, there's some things that the internet doesn't get to hear, but you know, I have my dad on this show and Uh he's a musician, right? Like after college, he moved to New York to play in rock bands. And he doesn't That's do that awesome. for a living. He doesn't do that for a living. He he works in technology sales, but you know he makes enough money that he owns like multiple drum kits, right? Like so, mm-hmm. and and he still plays in bands. And I think he has a gig this weekend because um, that's that is so again, cool, which is like super exciting. Yeah, they were you one have of the a cool dad. Band. Thank you. They they were one of the last bands that I saw pre lockdown. But um, I bring it up because I remember in the closing of that episode. Uh, he just talked about how like he saw for me like all that I went through in high school and everything Mm -hmm. how much good Charlotte helped me yep so I relate to that there's a part of me that's like yeah I kind of wish I could like dig into that more but also like no that's like that no that's 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 a whole other conversation yeah yeah but just hearing hearing him talk about that and hearing him talk about me getting into music was was very cool gosh that would make me like want to cry like oh my gosh you realized (laughs) yeah oh he definitely realized i definitely realized um well i want to read some reviews of this song reviews of this album as a whole were not very great oh a lot of our a lot of a lot of reviewers did like this song, but not all of them. But we'll read. And I'll, I'm trying to give a, a representation. So the Blue and Gray Press, which is from the University of Mary Washington, it's their student newspaper. <laughs> their article was Good Charlotte, More Like Irrelevant Charlotte, which like, okay. Um, I, I mean, they're trying to say something in the headline, whatever. As an indicative side note, the intro to Harlow's song is near stolen from Rihanna's song, Unfaithful, representing just how creative these guys are this go-around. Oh my gosh, that's that's somebody making something up. I don't know. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I can almost guarantee you that was not intentional. Yeah. You know, a lot of artists get accused of things like that. And it's like, you know, there's only so many ways you can do things. 
I mean, but but, but that but doesn't you mean know somebody what? copied. And to be fair, I don't know if you know this, but Marshawn was inspired partially by Love Fool by the Cardigans. Mm-hmm. And the songs sound nothing alike, but the melody of the verses yeah. is kind of similar. I can see that. So maybe there was like a Rihanna inspiration. I haven't seen anyone else like citing that. So I don't, I, I don't know. Um, continuing on the line of college newspapers, reviewing this is the Harvard Crimson. Fancy. Um, though most of Good Charlotte's new songs still recall high school angst, the band does give a more introspective look at growing up in a few of their tracks, including Harlow's song, where Good Charlotte make themselves more vulnerable by exploring new themes that are more relevant to where they are in their lives. Uh, it's a heartfelt dedication to lead singer Joel Bannon's daughter, Harlow. It showcases a softer tone in Madam's vocals, as well as a more sensitive side of Good Charlotte's songwriting. I like it. I like that review way better. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rock Sound said, songwriting-wise, they found a formula and refined it over their five albums rather than stuck rigidly to it. It's a simple one. The lyrics are straightforward, whether they're casual or candid on Harlow Song, which musically, they've ditched their early materials, urbanish influences while maintaining the fun parts of pop punk. So we're left with a good trial that brought us the brilliantly catchy seasons or festival song without the awkward rapping interludes. And for that, we thank them. They've evolved, you know, they have, although I do wonder if this reviewer understands how much there was like a true hip hop influence to them. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, they definitely have evolved. Um, this reviewer picked up on it. Well, and that's the thing too, you know, like sometimes fans, I don't know about, I'm not saying good Charlotte in specific, but you know, when artists come out with new music, they're like, Oh, it doesn't sound like the old stuff. Well, if it all sounded the same, it would not be interesting, you know? Right. Exactly. Like why would I keep listening? Yeah. There's different things going on in their lives. Why would they still be writing about, that thing versus what they're going through right now. Exactly. Um, Adobe said a whole different type of love is present on the obviously titled Harlow song. The words that have been penned about the love in his life are no mystery. And the rest of his bandmates allow him to share these thoughts with the fans. And they gave it a four out of five. Um, Consequence of sound gave this album a D, but they said that the band's maturity shines through on this track. It doesn't try to do too much and has an original style that breaks away from a typical GC song. Um, all right. So this was like, this was the one they liked, I guess. (laughs) Um, let's read some YouTube comments. So these were on a fan upload from the user, some fan rock. Um, (laughs) So just a few on here that are pretty sweet. Country Lover 34 said, I swear, who's putting onions everywhere? I just broke down in tears. This is so beautiful. (laughs) Carissa K. Wilfong says, honestly, this song I always think of my niece. She just turned two a few days ago. I couldn't picture my life without her and love the way she looks at me. I couldn't love someone as much as I do her. That is so sweet. Uh. Rockstar 6901. This is my favorite. 
I danced with my daughter at my wedding to this song. Love it. Oh my gosh. That is like incredible. The highlight of the reviews for me. (laughs) I, yeah, that I was like, well, I have to read this one. I'm like scrolling. So I was like, oh, I have to read this one. I mean, I love when I find like such a gem like that in the comments. Yes. Um, so the comments on songmeanings.com are like a little something and like song meanings like as bizarre and sometimes vile as YouTube was. And you know, you, you also had absolute punk, which had its own angry comment section. Mm-hmm. But song meanings was kind of its own world. Like there was so much fighting. Uh, especially like chronicles uh chronicles good morning revival and this album just so much fighting in the comments mm-hmm. um so we're just gonna read what some folks have had to say <laughs> i'm ready Freeman fisk says first i thought the song was for his wife or something but now i understand that it is for joel's daughter and i agree it's a little creepy that he says when you close your eyes and go to sleep tonight i'll be right outside your door but the rest of the song is adorable, and I think that Harlow will be so touched when she's old enough to understand that her dad wrote her such a beautiful song. Is it creepy that a dad is, like, outside the door when her his daughter's going to sleep? Not at all. I mean, right. I, I... I mean, I, I... I'm, like, speechless over that. Like, I don't understand. But, you know. I... 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 What I imagine from this, and this is like I, you know, I'm not sure the exact timeline, but I, I imagine your child gets to a certain age, and maybe you don't necessarily stay outside the room. But like when a child's an infant, you're probably yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. I mean, she and was of, two when this song came out. She wasn't right. twenty. You know? Well, and it's like when she's two probably that's the time when they've transitioned from mom and dad are in the room with you as you fall asleep. Absolutely. You know, they, I'm sure they read her stories, sing songs, tuck her in, mm-hmm. but they're not like rocking her to sleep in their arms. Probably. Right. I don't know their family life, but like, so yeah, I could see parents wanting to stand outside the door and just making sure. Yeah. Just to check and yeah. uh, Make sure that they're doing okay on the on their own. Mm-hmm. Breland Baby said, "This is one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard from this band. I love Good Charlotte, and I always will. I think this song is for Joel Madden's daughter because he doesn't want to ever be without her." That's a sweet comment. Yeah, I'm X Sarah X says love this song I don't have children but I can just feel the incredible amount of love a parent has for their child expressed in this song and Joel watching Carlo fall asleep isn't creepy it's his daughter a lot of parents watch their children fall asleep to make sure they are okay there we go that's exactly exactly what we said (laughs) I really think that's what it is is that this is like just imagine like that this is like you kind of transition from when you're rocking your child to sleep to like letting them sleep. Yeah. I mean, their own kids have to learn to self soothe and stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. But you also, I could imagine you would also want to be there. Cause like, 
I mean, heck. Adjustment, like. Minus 12 and, you know, like, our bathroom, you got to walk past her bedroom. You know, sometimes I'll peek in like, hey, you should probably get off that iPad or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. My parents were yelling at me to get off the computer until I was, like, 14. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, mine too. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if this was Emma O or Ema O, but this person says, I know this song is about Joel's daughter, but I think it was written in such a way that people that are in love would find themselves in it too. So I think this is a love song. Joel meant it for his daughter, but it could be as well about a lover. I mean, maybe, but like, you know, the rainbows for your eyes to see and stuff. I don't think... I don't know. I don't think I would be associating that personally with my significant other. Right. This definitely to me feels very specifically about. It's a very innocent. Being a parent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. It's like a very deep love, but that's very innocent. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, Oh, Sadie, I, I, We'll just love to hear how has Harlow's song held up for you over time? It doesn't get old. I still love the song. I mean, granted, you know, I got all their albums on shuffle on Spotify. You know, sometimes I skip that song because like, I just want to be pumped. I don't want to be all in my feels, but Mm -hmm. when I do actually let it play, I'm like, why didn't I let it play the last eight times? The song is so beautiful. (laughs) It's it's definitely one that I I have come to appreciate so much more as I get older. I still mm-hmm. don't relate to it. Um, maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day. You know, um, I I maybe my siblings will have children and I'll see that. You know, and, and I'm sure I'm kind of like that girl 30. in the comments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm that talked about her niece. Yeah. And I'm I'm sure that, you know, I'm turning 30 this year, so I'm sure more of my friends will have kids in the coming years, mm-hmm. you know. Um yeah, it's definitely one that I've like come to appreciate uh so much more over the years and really realizing how vulnerable it actually is. It is. It's a very vulnerable song, very raw. Uh, yeah. Well, Sadie, what has Good Charlotte meant to you over the years, and how has that changed? They have meant more than words can describe. I mean, kind of like what we were talking about earlier. I mean, I feel like I've been going through things, certain things, at the same time as them. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to change. You know, everybody still kind of giggles and laughs at me like, you still like that band? They don't even know who you are. Well, that's not what I'm looking for. I can relate to what they're saying, what they're writing about. And even if I don't, the music's great. I will never not like it. Exactly. Well, do you have any last words about Harlow's song, about Good Charlotte, or about yourself? I would love if they wrote more songs about their children actually just because i, mean, I think benji, it's sweet benji has a daughter now too so who knows i what, know what we might hear going forward i know i'm, I'm kind of like wondering you know now that everything's kind of been locked down 
Like, have yeah. they been writing new songs? I mean, I'm sure they have, but I know. Okay, okay. Well, well let's 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 diverge slightly. Okay, so we got last December in December. <laughs> I mean, this episode. I can relate to that one completely. too. Same. Yeah, the timing on that one. Oof. Um, I couldn't stop crying listening to that oh one. Oh my god! You know, after you know that whole grieving thing I was telling you about, I was like, oh yeah. my gosh. Why are they doing this to me? But at the same time, I'm like, oh my gosh, I really needed this. And it's amazing that it's them. The song came out on a Friday. And Mm -hmm. like, my grandmother was in hospice care. So like, she had been in hospice care for a while. And then she passed away on Monday. Oh, I'm sorry. Not Monday. So a couple months ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I was like, oh, so they were just preparing me. They were like, yeah. hey, we know you're going to need this in a few days. Um, but, okay, so we had that song in December. We haven't – I haven't really noticed anything that seems like they're hinting at new music. Since. No, I think I think they like to be a little secretive sometimes and then just kind of yeah. like, bam, here you go. This is what you've been yeah. waiting on. And but then we all freak th- out and <laughs> – Oh my god, in the days leading up to that song, like the amount of messages I sent to Kelly. Like, I was like, so mad. I was like, at Kelly work. I was at work when it dropped. So I was like, why? <laughs> you know, you know, and I have customers coming in to get their hair cut, and it's like I can't you're just like I um I can't cut your hair. You need to wait three and a half minutes. That, that's kind of how I felt. Like, I don't care about the money, just let me listen to my favorite band's song. Right. Oh, I was in bed and I had like turned my lights off and like I had my sleepy time tea and then I'm like, let me check my phone one more time. And uh, yeah. Um. Anyway, do you <laughs> think we're getting another album? Like, do you think last December is going to be part of an album or do you think that's like a standalone? I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like they might have something brewing, but yeah. we'll never know. But also, I kind of like to just be positive. I don't want to, like, be down about it. Like, oh, they'll never come yeah. out with new music. Because I was like that when they went on that hiatus for the longest time. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, they're never coming back. What am I going to do with my life? I, I mean, cried for three days. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, I really hope they do. Just because, yeah. I mean... Their music doesn't get old, but I love hearing new things. I love learning new lyrics and trying to pull apart what they mean in new yeah. songs. Uh, yeah. Hello. I need more need more material mm-hmm. for the podcast, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like there's definitely a chance we could be getting an album. I I don't know. Who I knows? Hope. Like it's it's been a while since they announced that song and they released that song, so who knows what kind of timeline we're working with, but who knows? They're all, they're busy people. The Maddens especially have, have especially over the past year with Veeps have, have been doing a lot. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's great too that, I mean, obviously none of us are going to any shows, but I think that they deserve to have time with their families. And this oh, is yeah. almost like a blessing in a way for a lot of people. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I try not to be uh, too selfish, but. <laughs> right. You're also kind of selfish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Sadie, do you have any last words about Harlow's song about Good Charlotte or about yourself? Oh, 
No, because then I'll just go into it and into it. You know, I could talk about them for days and hours. So that's kind of why I was so excited to be on here because I don't get to talk to my coworkers like this. They're like, right. oh yeah, Nicole right. Richie on a magazine that the mailman just dropped off. Who cares? I'm like, but it's Nicole. Look, there's Joel yeah. in this. Yeah. My coworker is like my one coworker saw my, like I, I had, I don't know if I mentioned something about my podcast or whatever the first time. And he's like, oh, that's cool. I'm never going to listen. Wow, All that's right. kind of rude. <laughs> East. I know I would not. I was not going to ask you to listen. I knew that they were not your thing. All right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. That's why it's so cool to like have people that do get it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was telling my boyfriend like, "Oh, I got to do this podcast," and he's like, "Oh, come on." He goes, "Really?" Like, you know, because he just doesn't understand. He's not like that. He's not like a right. fan of anything. Right. So it's just crazy madness to him. Yeah. Some people just don't have that, though. Yeah, right. They just don't. Yeah, I I mean, I can't imagine not having it. But yeah, some people just truly don't have anything that they're like that about, which is no. wild to me. I, I don't understand how people live their lives like that. Like, I don't understand I mean, how people have a new favorite band every six months. I don't either. Like, I'm kind of like me? old school, though. Like, I kind of stick to what I know. And like, I like right. new things. But I'm like, no, but I still want to listen to this 90s music or early 2000s yeah. or, and always good Charlotte. I'll never get tired of that. And there's like studies. There's literally studies about how like the music you find in your teens tends to stick with you. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize that, but it makes sense. Yeah. Well, Sadie, as we wrap up, I have a Generation GC and Friends Spotify playlist. Okay. So I'm going to put Harlow's song on that playlist. And I would just love to hear a recommendation from you. Just anything you are listening to that you've been enjoying lately that's not good, Charlotte. Oh my gosh, there's things. So we kind of listen to weird music sometimes, but I don't know the names of them. My boyfriend, he loves finding weird music that's not popular okay. on, um, you know, stuff that's not on the radio. I mean, Lately, we've been listening to Ghostland Observatory, so I think that's okay. pretty cool. I think that's pretty cool. Cool. I mean, I'll I'll add that. Gosh, there's more, but I can't really. They're so bizarre that it's like not anything that you can remember because it's right. It's not out there, and sometimes it's not even on Spotify. But they're pretty cool songs. All right, sounds good. Yeah. Well. Sadie, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I know you have the GC fam Twitter. Did you have an Instagram that you would want to share? Um, no, I don't get on there very often. And I really don't sure, get sure. on the Twitter one often unless they're right. <laughs> unless the band yeah, is unless they're posting yeah. stuff. I mean, I made that account years ago, and I used to post on all the time. But you know, life and jobs life, yeah. and bills and all kinds of things come into play. So, yeah. you know, back when I made it, you know, I was a stay at home mom. So I really wasn't out doing anything. <laughs> right. Right. I go on there every now and then I'll comment and, but that's about it. Sure. Well, Sadie, this has been so much fun and I'm so glad, like I knew when I was coming to this song, I was like, I have to have someone who is a parent to talk about Perfect. this song talk about their children so i was so happy that this worked out um 
this has been so great. Thank you so much. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Yeah. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to this episode. Last week, we talked about where will we be now from Good Morning Revival. In a few days, we'll have a bonus episode. And then next Wednesday on our next regular episode, we'll talk about a song from Youth Authority. My name is Molly Huddleston. I'm your host. You can follow Generation GC at Generation GC Pod, P-O-D, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also follow me, Molly, at M. Huddleston, M-H-U-D-E-L-S-O-N, on Twitter and Instagram. And please make sure to join the Generation GC fam group on Facebook. We hang out there. I will post just things that I'm working on. We'll, we'll, We'll talk. Let's be friends. Let's hang out. Thanks for tuning in. Please make sure to subscribe and follow the show wherever you you listen and rate and review on Apple Podcasts.